Hi, this is Dr. Tom Rogers at Performance Medicine. On today's podcast, we're going to bring a special guest on, Derek Harden, who is not only a good friend, but he's my pastor at Christ Fellowship Church here in Kingsport. Um, Derek is an interesting guy. He's really an engineer turned minister. He played football at the University of Ohio, like he calls it. And um, he's just a great guy, very wise. And um, I wanted you to talk or hear me talk uh, with him today about fear and anxiety, something that in our world we're having just a ton of right now. And he brings us some some wisdom and insight as to how to deal with it and really where some of the root causes of fear and anxiety reside. So I hope you'll enjoy listening to this podcast. Thank you. Yeah, first off, just want to tell you, man, how honored I am to be here today and and I love how... how you're doing this, how you're educating um, not only your people, but actually beyond that, actually in this. And so uh, your family's uh, beautiful and I love how you guys love the community so well. And specifically how you guys practice medicine. My wife and I have been learning a ton about how uh, it's never just a physical, it's always tied to it, whether it's a mental, a physical, a spiritual, it's a belief system, whatever. There's so much more and the way that you guys practice medicine gets me encouraged and excited. and. Um, and so, yeah, last last week specifically, uh, I was preaching on unity, um, actually, which I think we all agree that there's so much division, there's so much separation, every part of that, and a big part of of division and separation, I believe, is rooted in fear. Uh, fear, as you know, and you could speak on this probably a lot, but fear, our response mechanism, is that we fight or we flight, right? That's what we learn uh, in school, fight or flight, and and when we fight, what are we doing? We're, we're f- literally fighting, whatever that is, and we're separating. And when we run away, we're separating. And so, like you're a doctor, um, in my profession, what I get to do, I see the best of people and I see the worst of people uh, every day. You know, I, I get to hear the greatest stories and I get to invite it into these intimate, sacred moments. And then I also get to sit in my office and have somebody come in and you literally hear the worst of the worst stories, similar to you. And so uh, in this season, yeah, we've been navigating a lot. Uh, in our area where we live in the country, it's very polarized as far as politics. It's polarized and how do we respond to COVID. It's polarized and you name it. And because of that, I see that in our congregation. I see people that are scared to death to come out. Some people still have not literally gone out and done anything besides get groceries. And then you got people that are saying, well, you know, I'm not, I've never even worn a mask. You know, I'm going out and I haven't slowed down. And so we see both ends of that. But where I think the division happens is when um, we allow fear to have a stronghold. And, and where I think that fear is most exasperated is when we live in isolation. And so I do agree with you. I think this season in history, we're seeing the effects of fear like we've n- maybe never seen before, but I actually think fear has been there all along. I don't think there's ever been a time in history where there was not a, uh, um, a country or people that did not have to navigate fear. It's just in this season, I think it's come to the surface in a way that maybe we haven't seen before. And a lot of that is because of, of the good intention and, and rightfully so we've isolated some. But that isolation is a really scary place because in isolation, we get inside our mind a lot. We go down here. And when we don't have anybody like community, 
to balance those thoughts, balance that one. We go in some really bad places. And out of that place comes hatred, comes slander, comes um, just separation in, in our words and our actions. And so, yeah, we can talk about fear some more. If you want to give some direction or if, if you want to speak anything, we can, we can go for it. See, I told you he was big time. I liked your, the way oh, you no. put that. <laughs> it, you're, you're exactly right. And, you know, what I've found is that um, when I listen to the news or read the papers even locally, I mean, it, they're promoting fear. And I know as a physician that what fear is its own worst enemy. I mean, the only thing to fear is fear itself. Who said somebody that? Frankly, said that FDR, somebody. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. It promotes anxiety mm-hmm. and isolation, and people need each other. Relationships. When it boils down to the end of your life, you're not going to say, I made all this money. Uh, I drove these cars. I had these fancy houses. You're going to base your whole life on your relationships really and your faith and so I think there's really too much um, anxiety and fear going on right now about all this stuff you know my practice and my nature is to try to calm people down and say hey this is going to be fine Hmm. we're going to work through this we're going to take care of it that's why I'm doing a lot of telemedicine right now I've treated speaking of COVID I've treated a lot of COVID over the phone hundreds of cases and I'm not scared of it. You know, I think it's uh, a contagious virus. You know, it's uh, certainly, um, is it overhyped or underhyped? I'm not going to really say either one because it's so political. People are getting so angry on each side of the, yeah. the fence. But I'll tell you, my average patient is really not, you know, that scared about it. I mean, they have some common sense. I, I try to use common sense. And, you know, I like to to interact with the patient. And I will tell you that some of the, you know, if you look at the news and listen to some of our leaders in healthcare um, who probably haven't seen a patient in 40 years, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes I think they're promoting uh, a little bit more anxiety than needs to be. Not that this isn't a bad thing. It's, It's very contagious and uh, yeah. but the fact is your average patient is just going to be just fine with this thing i mean um i've had family members that have had it yeah. and um seen its course i've seen many people through this thing and the first thing i would tell you don't fear it because when you you have a lot of anxiety in your life your immune system goes down and yes. your immune system is what you have to fight a virus with mm-hmm. so you know i get pretty aggressive with treating um this virus you know with certain things that i know work um but the important point is to keep yourself healthy mm-hmm. and so you can fight any virus off and and get through it just fine so yeah. um i see depression coming about as a result of this and i see some long-term situations coming down the pike from this if we can't kind of turn this our attitudes around about it mm-hmm. what are your feelings about depression and what you're seeing in people you see the best you see the worst Mm -hmm. um it'd be hard to be a minister i think in your situation Mm -hmm. i think it's the hardest occupation there is Mm -hmm. much harder than engineering probably have you found that to be true uh yes engineering is black and white and this (laughs) is machines don't talk back machines don't (laughs) lie machines know what they are right and you can figure it out usually but people were complicated man and then you throw the spiritual aspect in there yeah it's pretty interesting so uh i 
I just want to be clear and just so everybody, fear is very powerful. Can we just agree with that? Oh, sure. Fear is extremely powerful. And, and here's where, as I look at history, where, where I think specifically we, we see this. And so uh, when you talk about politics, which we're literally in the middle of some chaos right now in politics, and then you think about religion. So um, both politics and religion have largely been driven by one thing, and that's fear. Religion for years was about a group of people, a person being in control. And usually that control was brought about by f putting fear in other people. That if this happened, if they don't do this, if they do this. And so there was a, there was a manipulation that would happen. Well, well, I don't think we have to think too far about our current election climate. Uh, both political parties, uh, they recognize the power of fear. They recognize it. And they wield it like nobody's business. Both sides. So this, that's not a political statement. Both sides. Both sides. You, you fear this. If our side doesn't win, the world is over. Both sides have pretty much said yeah. that. Yeah. And what is that? That's a power play with fear, right? And so I, I think it's, it's okay for us to say, hey, we are in a fearful climate right now. And first, we have to acknowledge that if we're going to begin to navigate that. And so, yeah, man, what, we watch Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, any of these. It, there's so much driven from fear because it gets people pulled in, it, it ties at you in, and then it holds you there. And and so it's it's a moneymaker, right? Uh, and then you throw COVID in the midst of that, real fear. And so, oh my goodness, what do we do? What do we do with fear? Um, well, the scriptures that I spend a lot of time studying say a lot of things about fear. Um, Isn't that um, the most commonly used word in the Bible is fear? You know, well, I don't know about the single word, but the phrase, do not fear, do not be afraid, or do not be dismayed, that kind of phrase, um, I think it's around 365. Some people say, well, there's one do not be afraid for every day of the, of the year. That's what some people would say. I don't know if that's exactly true, but it's close. There's, there's a lot, but, but do not be afraid. And so here, here's what the scripture um, I, I think helps us understand that I think there's three primary negative emotions that we all deal with fear, shame, and guilt. Now, religion would say suppress those and act like they're not there and kind of move on. That's what religion would tell you. But, but actually, I, I think actually all three of them were given to God by uh, to us by God for a reason, right? And so, I think of it, um, like our car. Uh, sometimes like, something's going wrong in our car and we see that what we call an idiot light or a little uh, yeah. light that comes on, check engine light that comes on. Um, I actually believe that fear, guilt, and shame are like our check engine lights. That when we have fear, it's actually uh, God designed us to say, okay, something's going on in here. I, I need to, there's something I'm believing, there's something I'm leaning into that's not right. And so when I feel ashamed, when I feel guilty, when I feel fear, it's actually an invitation from God to actually seek truth. It's a different approach, right? We just want to try to act like it's not there. We just want to get rid of it. But it's actually, I think, an invitation to go deeper. And then what we see Jesus say is, you know, whether you, whatever you believe about Jesus, I don't think any of us would say that his teachings are elementary. I mean, dude's got a PhD. If whatever, if you believe he's the king, if you believe he's the Messiah, whatever. But his teachings are profound. He, he baffled those in his day when he was walking around. And, and one of the things that he said is that that uh, truth sets you free. Truth sets you. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And I actually believe that that most of our fear is in things that actually aren't true. 
And so the teaching of Jesus is actually, if we can recognize that and we can say, okay, I'm scared, I'm fearful, what am I fearful of? And then go down deeper to say, what is the root of that? I think we then have a place to actually get to what is true. And in that receiving or aligning with that truth, we can actually be set free from the fear that we have. That's that's Jesus' teaching. And so for us, we, we try to help people do that. So if, if I catch myself being fearful, I'll ask the Lord, man, let me just take a second. Okay, God, what am I actually afraid of? And then as a believer, as a follower of Jesus, you know, I think what he came to do was was obviously change the world, I, I believe. Um, and what did Jesus do? You know, we could talk a lot about what he did, but when he died on the cross, he did two things. He overcame sin and death. That's what we believe. He, he overcame sin and death. And in that, what's interesting is is really those are the two core fears that we have. Separation on this earth. That's what we think sin. People say sin is separation from the Lord. And so he said, you know, what? I'm going to take care of your sin problem. The separation, your fear of being alone on the earth. I'm going to take care of that. And death. And you talked to a lot of people. And honestly, COVID right now, people are scared of dying. Wow. For a lot of, there's a lot of followers of Jesus that are scared of dying. And what Jesus actually did on the cross is he went first. He said, listen, you don't have to fear death. I'm going to show you, you can die. And that death is actually going to lead to resurrection. And so as a follower of Jesus, I, what I think he did that was so incredible is he showed us that, that there is no separation now in Christ, on this earth or in the future earth, or in the new heaven, the new earth. And so what he did, I think, is he actually undermined fear, which is what I think the enemy uses to separate us. He said, listen, no, actually, I'm going to go first. I'm going to show you. Me and the Father were never separated now on this earth, but all for eternity. And so as a, as a follower of Jesus, I, I look at that and say, man, when I'm playing, when I'm being fearful, a lot of times it's because I feel alone. It's because I feel like nobody else understands. It's because uh, I don't see anybody else around me that sees me, that knows me, that understands me. And in that, all those things that say, do not fear, do not fear, most of them come with a condition. And it's just like what the psalmist said, David said in Psalm 23. He said, I do not fear for you are with me. And that's the promise of Jesus. He said, listen, I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. I'm with you. And so as a follower of Jesus, a lot of my fear is subsided or, or is taken away when I recognize that in every situation, whether it's school, whether it's my workplace, in my, my home, whether I'm dealing with an illness, whether I'm on the, the doorstep of death, that I'm not alone. That actually God is with me and he's promised to never leave me. And in that, I actually feel and I've experienced my own life, and a lot of people have, that that undermines the, the depth of fear that we have, right? Um, so that's fear. So a piece of fear. We could talk for days about this, by the way. This is so going to be a little awesome. Shot, this yeah. is well said. So do you think fear is really a lack of faith? Well, Why are doubting good, your own faith? I don't, think, I don't know if it's a lack of faith. I think it's uh, misdirected faith. So you know, there's songs that say... Um, and you look this up, fear is a liar, which is a really catchy song, by the way. Mm -hmm. And a lot of believers believe that fear is a liar. I, I actually don't think fear is a liar. I actually think fear actually tells us what we're truly believing. And so I, I, if I have fear, it's not that it's not true. It's actually that I, I've placed faith in something that's inferior. Big difference, right? And yeah. so if I'm scared for my health or I'm scared that, you know, um, I'm never going to get married or all I've, I've taken that thing and I've placed it as the supreme place in my life. I, I've given it the priority, the supremacy in my life. And I've placed my hope in that thing. And if that thing lets me down, then my life's going to be over. But as a follower of Jesus, 
the main thing has to be the main thing. The first thing has to be the first thing, right? And so I actually think it's actually when we have fear, it's it's giving us insight into what we're actually believing, which is very different than how we usually fear. I love the way you approach that. Um, you know, as a as a doctor facing illnesses and and things every day, um, somehow in my practice, I just know what to do. You know, maybe call it experience or call it God given. I don't know. And it doesn't come from me. You know, a lot of times people give me the credit. Thank you so much. You really saved my life. You helped me through this. I don't really have take any of the credit myself for it at all. I mean, it's just something I know is more divinely given. Um, so um, I approach it that way. But um, you're right. This is a rough time uh, for people. Um, but I would just encourage people not to be so fearful of this thing we're in a good we live in a good place we for most of us you know we're healthy we have the ability to heal ourselves um, but certainly a part of healing is interact interactions and relationships and um, just taking care of yourself basically getting out exercising getting a good night's sleep yep. take your vitamins eat right um, develop good relationships because a soured relationship um, you know a lot of times when I see a patient and they're they're just all terrible their health is going downhill they're either gaining weight or losing too much weight or wanting medications and you start talking to them and almost every time it's some relationship problem you know and, and bitterness and uh, but I see that all the time in my practice. But um, this has been a great, great little talk you've given us. I really, he is big time. So I think we realize that. But let's do this again. If we can kind of update yeah, I, I love people because the, the medical and the, the pastoral, I think, are, are equally important. Well, yours is a lot more important. Let's put, let's put it that way. I think but, it, goes, it goes hand in um, hand. Yeah, I think it goes hand. Let me tell you one last thing about fear, and this is why I think it's so important. Is, and you know this, and you could actually speak into the, 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 the piece of this, but, but what fear does is it paralyzes us. So just think about this. It, it, fear keeps us from moving forward. I, I believe that God actually has designed us to continue to ascend and move forward. Fear stops us. So it's at work. When I, and fear, we actually, when we slip into fear, what do we do? We, we, we only think in what, what is that? Is that the reptilian part of your, your brain? Yeah. So yeah. when we're in fear, we actually, we actually resort to the lowest level of thinking possible. So just think about this. So if you're in a job, most of us, we need creativity. Even you're practicing medicine, which I love the fact that you don't know medicine. You're right. practicing medicine. Right. You're learning. It's right? an art as well as a science. And so fear, just think about how much it robs us of. It actually robs us of actually thinking thoughts that are beyond where we currently are. It actually keeps us from progressing and learning and, and loving people well. And so fear, oh my goodness. So, so just think about that. So, so what is it costing you? And then to even today, this is what we ask all the time is, is, God, what do you want me to know about this? So if you're listening today, you're a follower of Jesus, I believe he speaks. And so if, if you find yourself in a fearful position, I think the biggest thing we can do as followers of Jesus is to recognize that we're not alone, that God is with us. And so part of that is saying, God, where are you and what are you doing? What do I need to know? And I believe that when we recognize, like David, that we're not alone, that we can actually walk through the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil for you are with me. That same God is the God of today. And so what does it look like for us to recognize and become more aware of God? And then to do some of the practical things like be in community. Find 
somebody that you can connect with, uh, eat right, do those things. And I think, and at the end of the day, um, that this actually, this season is going to lead to breakthrough for some people, that it's going to lead to innovation because we're being forced to think differently. It's, we're thinking differently about medicine, about church, about businesses. And so if we allow um, ourselves to actually get through the fear and get our eyes up and to look at the opportunities around us, I think we're actually going to come out better. Some people won't. That's a choice we have. But I'm actually really excited, man, and right. really optimistic about uh, the future of those that will actually look for what is available and not just get our head down and look at what's not. I agree with you. This is a time of change for sure. It's going to change the way we think about a lot of things, not only with medicine but with industry and everything. So it's a, it's a watershed period in our in our lives for sure we'll never forget 2020 and i think i agree with you i think it can be a good thing in the end because if nothing else from from a medical aspect i'm telling you the people that have problems with this with the virus are the people that have not taken care of their health i mean the morbidly obese low vitamin d heart disease people that really have really let themselves go and their immune system's terrible so i think people realize hey i, I need to lose weight Look i need to start call, exercising yeah. eating right then i'll have nothing to fear from a my body can fight this thing mm-hmm. off but that's just from a medical aspect yeah but i like it there's man. a whole nother game when you're talking about um our spiritual lives which is certainly the number one thing we need to think about on this earth but in my opinion mm-hmm. but um this has been great. Let, let's have you, you back. Me. And, um, you know, certainly Derek Harden at Christ Fellowship Church is a wonderful guy. It's great to, to know you. And um, let's go work out and pump some water. Pump some water, man. I like okay. it, man. Thanks for the invite. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, Please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, We will see you guys next time.